1: Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Yes, it is me, your friend Jennifer. Hasn't it been fun getting to know one another through this show? I have really enjoyed you so much. And today I wanted to give you an excerpt. Recently it was Mother's Day and I was speaking at a church on the west side of Columbus, The Church Next Door. That's a church that I am on staff there. It's a wonderful place that I love from the bottom of my heart. And so I was talking about the different women of the Bible and we took a snapshot of some of the good girls and some of the bad girls of the Bible, and today we're going to start with two of the two amazing women, and I love to talk about women of the Bible because they help us to see how to live our lives in ways that we should reflect them, so we're going to look at Moses' sister, and her name was Miriam. I like to call her the cheerleader. Don't you want to be a cheerleader for your kids, for your family? And then the next one we look at is Anna, and she was a widow for many. Many, many, years, and she was an intercessor. Big churchy word for prayer. <laughs> Big word for just a simple concept of prayer. So this sermon, I hope it blesses you. We're going to be listening to it all week long, just different bits and pieces. And why don't we start with a prayer to welcome God uh, into our lives today for his word to make a difference. So God, we thank you. We thank you for the women of the Bible, for your word that we would see it clearly how to live our lives in a way that we would honor you in jesus name we pray amen here you go i wanted to spend our time on the word of god spend our time together seeing what all god wants to tell us so the bible the bible is so rich it's like a treasure hunt it's like mining for gold and i'm hoping that each and every day you are getting up and you are going treasure hunting and you are digging and you are looking but that's what we're going to do today and it's going to be fun we're going to look at eight different women and these no don't don't tune me out yet guys because the men in these stories are powerful so powerful and you know there's no moms without a dad i mean it's just not Physically possible, <laughs> so we're all in this together. There's nothing like being in the house of the Lord, being together, being in God's family. And when we read the Bible, it's our family. You know, this is our family. That's, we are part of God's fam- family. So look at this: First Thessalonians two thirteen. It says, "And we also thank God continually." because when you received the word of god which you heard from us you accepted it not as human word but as it actually is the word of god which is indeed at work in you who believe and you believe and i see god's word at work in you and that's what we want to we want to take his word as life as character building you know all of us have choices to make every day I think about some of the hard things I've been through recently and some of the hard things that moms are going through today. You may not even have your mom with you today or your child. And those hard things are choices that we make every day. How are we going to live our lives in the midst of some of the suffering and some of the hardship and some of the pain But these women that we're going to look at today, they each made different kinds of decisions and choices. And they challenge us to see how do we want to live our lives. And that's why James says the word of God is like a mirror. It's like a mirror because it shows us who do I want to be? Who do you want to be? So the first one that we want to look at is Miriam. Miriam was a prophetess. And, you know, there's three different prophetesses that we're going to see today. Miriam, Anna, and Deborah. And that means that they knew the word of God, they loved the word of God, and they spoke it over the people so the people could apply it to their life. That's what a prophet was. And so Miriam, let's imagine this. She's a young girl, and Moses is put in the basket in the Nile River, and she goes out to watch over him as the big sister. She must have been brave, and she must have been bold. You think about the political climate of the day. They were killing the babies, and yet she was guarding that basket. And when Pharaoh's daughter came, she had the courage to step up, use her voice, and to say, Hey, I might find somebody that could nurse that baby for you. I was so proud of Miriam in that passage. Takes the baby home. They get to keep Moses for three years. But then can you... Can you imagine? She must have thought she was the little mama. You know, I'm a big sister, and I used to think I was the mom. And my mom would have to say, no, Jennifer, I'm the mom. You're not the mom. You're just the sister, right? And I was bossy and protective, and my brother, I thought he was my baby. But that was Miriam. She thought Moses was her baby. But then they had to give him back. And then, can you imagine the pain of that? Giving him back to Pharaoh's daughter at age three-ish. And then... Now she's grown up, and she gets to serve God with Moses and with Aaron. And the three of them are a powerhouse team working together as a family to get the Israelites across the Red Sea. And there's Miriam with all the the women and the diaper bags and the strollers, goldfish and snacks, and trying to get all those kids across the sea. How did they do it? And when they get to the other side, Moses leads out in song I love Moses leads them out but then Miriam she says we have a little more to process girls because sometimes you know the girls we have to really talk about all we've been through you know they had to leave their homes they had to pack their stuff They've, they've been on a journey and they wanted process time and Miriam leads them out in dancing she takes the women and they dance and they sing and they celebrate And, you know, that's what she, one of the reasons we meet as a church after seven long days in the world, it's good to be here and to celebrate and to say, we need to process all that's happened and we need to say, God, you are good and we thank you and we're together. And that's what she did. She was a great leader and she loved God's people. They were a priority to her. She had a passion for that. And then she made a little oops. (laughs) So they get across the river, you know, she's armchair quarterback, like I said, she thought she was the mom, she's a little bossy, and she starts complaining about Moses, and she gets Aaron in on it. You know, she probably didn't even think it was a big deal. You know, sometimes we say stuff, and we just don't think it's a big deal, but it was a big deal, and God reprimanded her. God said, Miriam. I don't speak to Moses in visions and dreams. No, I speak to Moses face to face. That's how close we are. And you've been complaining about him. Well, she gets struck white as snow with leprosy. And here's the horrible part. Like, all the Israelites are waiting. They're like waiting seven days to see if she's going to get any better or what's going to happen. How embarrassing, right? You know, her mouth. Her mouth got her in this heap of trouble. But... Moses goes to bat for her in prayer. He says, God, please, come on. And God relented. You know, you might be going to bat for somebody today in prayer and saying, God, just please have mercy on them. Yeah, they made a mistake, but come on, Lord, please. That's what Moses did. And God God is merciful. He relented. I love Miriam because she was a worshiper Look at this, Exodus 15, 20. Then Miriam the prophet, Aaron's sister, took a timbrel in her hand, and all the women followed her with timbrels and dancing. Miriam sang to them, Sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted, both horse and driver. He is hurled into the sea. She led them in victory and deliverance. Miriam knew God's goodness. And I think she finished well because she's mentioned in Micah, And she's mentioned again in Numbers at her death. So we kind of hope that she pulled it all together, right? So I love Miriam. Let's look now at Anna. Anna was a widow. But Anna was also an intercessor. So that's a big, huge, churchy word. Intercessor, what is that? Well, God may just be calling one of you to be like Anna. An intercessor is someone who stands before God in prayer on behalf of the people, on behalf of the people in a church, on behalf of the people in a city. You saw Daniel was an intercessor. Abraham was an intercessor. So it's not just women. Many, many, many men in the Bible were intercessors, and they prayed. Well, Anna, you can imagine when she was young, she was married seven years. Then she was widowed. God has a heart for the widow. And I don't know why she was widowed. You know, in Kenya, where we go as a church almost every single year, they're widowed in large amounts. The last event we did there, 450 widows for, because of war, because of famine, because of health crises. And we don't even really think of it the same in our day, but we have among us ones that are hurting, that have been vulnerable, in Kenya, they, have, they experience uh, sexual abuse because of being widowed, and they're very vulnerable. But God's word, he says over and over again, that the widows are close to my heart, and they're important to me. And what Anna did is she found a really safe place in the temple, in the church, and, and she was able to stay there day and night. She sacrificed, she thanked. She fasted. She was willing to give up food. She honored God through prayer. She worshiped. And she was a prophet. She said, one day, Jesus will come. And she prayed for that until she was 84. And you know, You all are part of this church. You are part of God's family. And I hope every weekend when you're here that you're looking around and you're looking for that widow, you're looking for that person who's been vulnerable or hurting, and you're saying, it's safe here, it's warm here, it's happy here, you're welcome here. That is part of our job to make that for them. So that was Anna, but guess what? Her great, great reward was she got to see Jesus. Her other reward, she had fellowship. She had fellowship with Mary and Joseph and Simeon. And you too, in God's house, are going to find that fellowship. You're going to find Jesus here. It's a great reward. Didn't you love seeing how both Miriam and Anna love the house of God. They valued celebrating with God's people. And so that's one of the reasons why we attend church. You know, Anna really taught us about prayer. And, you know, I loved that her great reward was that she got to see Jesus. And our great reward will be getting to see Jesus when we invest in his house and invest time with him and spend that time with him. It's so much fun looking at women of the Bible. And stay with us tomorrow. the next few days, we're going to look at two more women of the Bible. And before the show is over, we always do an interview. So I want you to stay with us because they're just women like me, women like you, everyday women, but they have powerful stories of how God has intervened in their life. And we have one of those coming up right here in just a few moments. You are listening to Simply for Women.